Good morning, Mavs fans. This is Kirk Henderson of MavsMoneyBall.com, and welcome to Moneyball Minute. It's early on Friday, March 11th. Thank you for joining me today. I hope everybody has uh, tried to get over the Knicks' blowout loss on Wednesday night. If you still are a glutton for punishment and you haven't listened to our podcasts, Josh Bowe and I recorded a post-game show, and then I did a short green room the night before. Uh, Josh and I also recorded with Mark Cuban, if you haven't had a chance to check that out. Uh, leading kind of uh, the news of the day was one of the follow-up stories after the next game where Brad Townsend wrote a nice piece for the Dallas Morning News talking about Davis Bertans, who got off to a real hot start with the Mavericks, only to go, uh, he's currently four of his last 22 from distance. Uh, and, and, you know, sort of comparing him to the shooters the Mavericks have picked up at the trade deadline in the recent years, I'm still a fairly bullish on Bertans, primarily because I like how they're using him. You know, he comes in, he gets about 10 to 12 minutes a game, and he takes, you know, four or five shots. They're either going to go in or they're not. If they go in, he's going to help break the game wide open. If they don't, it is what it is. Uh, he plays real hard. He's not particularly effective sometimes, but he runs so hard. I like what he brings to the short stint uh, minutes with the bench units. Maybe he'll get some time with Luca and get some more open looks. Who knows? Uh, but at the moment, I'm still feeling uh, uh, fairly positive about the Bertans experiment. The only thing it does sort of expose is that when he's playing well, the bench units are just, or when he's not playing well, the bench units are just so thin. The Mavericks are, are not very deep uh, at all right now. And that's going to be the way this goes for the rest of the regular season. One of the things the Mavericks are going to have to build up heading into the offseason is continuing uh, to search for some quality depth. Um, Marquise Chris was signed for the rest of the season, but his knee soreness is, might be, you know, the sort of thing that, that means it's just a bigger issue because he's not played in a real long time, though. I do hope he, he comes back. Um, depth is, is, you know, it, it's a concern over an 82 game year and, and the, the way the Mavericks were constructed really these last several years, they have a couple of spots, which don't really fit with what Jason Kidd um, has put together, and you know, I, I, ex- I expect this team largely to be to be f- significantly different than they are right now. But they're battling; they're still fifth in the West, at least as of right now, because uh, they're tie. I was wrong. I said on the podcast last night that they have a half game lead. Um, they have a uh, uh, they're tied with with Denver, but they have the tiebreaker, which is is why they're still fifth. So the Mavericks uh, are, are just very closely holding on to that spot. Um, another fallout, uh, issue of fallout from, from last night's game is Luka picked up his 14th technical of the year. Uh, Luka insists, insists that he's not going to pick up another one. There are 16 games left in the season, if my math is correct. Uh, he has six. He basically gets a technical every four games. Uh, at his after his 16th, he require he he's uh, has to serve a one game suspension. So I will be surprised if Luca actually makes it through uh, the season without getting his his 16th tech. Uh, it would mean he either doesn't play or he completely changes how he approaches these games. He's passionate. He also has a tendency to piss off these refs. The I wouldn't be shocked if this last one gets rescinded. He held on to the ball for too long. But still, Luca has sort of made a name for himself among these referees, and that is going to be the way of things. Uh, 
as as the Mavericks move forward. Um, the next piece of news that was sort of under-discussed, uh, at least as far as I could see, was a few days ago on March 8th, uh, Tim Bontemps of ESPN published a, a bit of a point guard poll where he, he um, went around and, and talked to 15 league scouts and executives and asked them to rank uh, Luka Doncic, Ja Morant, Trey, Ball, or Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, Shea Gillius-Alexander, and Darius Garland, all Six very interesting and talented players. Luca came away with the most first place votes and the most and four. He he came away with eleven first place votes and four second place votes. Ja Morant finished with four first place votes and eight second place votes, along with two third place and one fourth. After that, it was a pretty much a mixed bag. Trey Young technically came in third. Um, and then uh, Lamella Ball, Gillies Alexander, and Garland sort of divvied up the rest of the back end of, of the votes. Um, there's been a lot of Morant talk, and seeing that sort of poll on paper is, or at least in my opinion, should should make Mavericks fans feel better about where Luka is actually perceived in, by the league versus what the media has you thinking. Because Morant's the the you know the hot ticket. He's really fun to watch. He's an exciting basketball player. He's an above the rim guy. Um, but that's you know it's a different style than Luca, and you know he's he's frankly I, I think the fact that he's an American player results in in executives or I'm sorry marketing executives pushing him a little more than they do Luca. Um, Luca's been around for four years now, and he's no longer you know the new kid. Um, Morant didn't play as much last year. He's missed a significant number of games over the years with, with injuries. So it's, it's just kind of interesting to, to see how teams perceive stuff. Um, one Western conference executive said Morant has shown the ability to take a team to the next level. He's shown great leadership. Plus his jump as far as development has been pretty remarkable. Uh, an Eastern conference executive said, I would probably put Luca ahead of jaw big picture but I'll put jaw ahead for now because of Luca's conditioning worries every offseason. Luca's more talented but I like jaw's approach more. This is sort of the rub. Luca's going to have to come back in like he did after year 1. Uh year 2 he came in and shocked the league and then year 3 and 4 he's just had a different approach. We've talked about it at length. Uh I think he'll come in great next season because it'll be the first real offseason he's had in a long time and I expect him to to perform in in the coming uh in the coming games uh, or years as well. Um so before we head out uh we should look ahead briefly to the Rockets. The Rockets uh on the night the Mavericks lost to the Knicks, the Rockets put away the Lakers in overtime scoring 19 points to just punish uh Los Angeles and probably put them out to pasture for good. They've won two of their last three, but they've lost 13 of their last 15. So the Mavericks are playing a Rockets team that's probably feeling itself a little bit right now. Uh, they play at or I'm sorry, on the road in Houston tomorrow night or tonight at seven o'clock, and it's one of those uh, games that kicks off a five-game road tri- uh, road trip where they play Boston on Sunday at 2:30. The Nets at 6.30 on Wednesday, and then Friday they play the Sixers, and then on Saturday they play the Charlotte Hornets. That's a tough road trip. The Mavericks absolutely need to get off on the right foot against Houston and put them away early. The Boston game is going to be incredibly difficult 
Uh, Boston has played significantly better defense than everyone else in the league for a long time now. That includes our Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Luka tends to have Boston's number, but I'm still very interested to see about this game. This is going to be a really interesting measuring stick game. And this five-game road stretch is probably going to decide for good where the Mavericks end up in the Western Conference standings. Because if they fall behind the the uh, Nuggets at all, then it's probably good night for hopes of a fifth seed or even a fourth seed, which I know something some people are holding on to. Because... The the uh, other teams just have easier schedules. This is a this is a brutal outing for the Mavericks because after that they play Minnesota twice and Minnesota has been cooking with gas. Then they play Utah one more time and the, you know then they play the Bucks. Like a, they just have a tough uh, tougher than you'd think schedule heading down the stretch. Um, that's about all I got this morning. I hope you guys have a good Friday and you should join Josh Bow and I. After the game, we'll listen to our podcast. Be sure to consider downloading the Spotify Green Room app and following me at Kirk Henderson35 and get notified when we go live. It's a great time, win or lose, because sometimes it's just nice to talk about the game with people who really care as opposed to bothering your roommate, bothering your girlfriend or boyfriend. We have a or your spouse. It's it's one of those kind of uh, places we usually talk for anywhere from half hour to an hour, and uh, I usually feel better after we have hung out. Uh, subscribe to Mavs Moneyball feed. Uh, go to MavsMoneyball.com where we always have some good pieces. This has been Kirk Henderson and we will talk with you later tonight.